morning, everybody. Good morning. It's a great honour for me to be standing here today and to share the word of the Lord with you. May God give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive all that we have, all that He has for us today. Amen. Amen. So, my desire this morning is not to stand here as an expert in theology or someone who's going to take you into the history or the culture of biblical times. My desire is to bring you a rhema word from God. Amen. And now word. What does God want us to know today? Amen. Deep in our hearts. And not just what God has said, but what is God saying Amen. to us today as part of the body of Christ and individually. Now I'm going to reference many scriptures this morning, but rather than be distracted by the projector and trying to get all your scripture references written down, I'd love this morning for you to intentionally sit and just listen. Just listen with expectation that the living God has something for you personally and is going to speak to your hearts. As I was putting all this together, the words of the Apostle Paul resonated with me. And so it is with me, brothers and sisters. When I come to you, I do not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaim to you the testimony about God. For I resolve to know While I was with you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified, I come to you in weakness, with great fear and tremblings, and my message and my preaching are not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but in the power of So this morning, I'm just going to let the word do all the work. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, 1 in the Amplified says, So shall my words be that go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Today we're carrying on our series on intimacy with God. So if you'll turn in your Bibles or your phones to Lamentations 3.24. And this is the only scripture that I want you to turn to. You can always re-listen on YouTube and get the scripture references and look it up later. Lamentations 3.24, the Amplified says, The Lord is my portion or share. The NLT says, Inheritance, says my inner self. Therefore, I will hope in him and wait expectantly for him. So what is this portion, share or inheritance? And what does it look like through the lens of intimacy? Well, The first part of the verse clearly says, the Lord is my portion, share, inheritance. That is the Lord himself. Mm 
It's not something he carries in a bag hmm. and distributes it. It's not something he rains down from heaven. But he himself is our inheritance, our portion. It's not what he has. It's who he is. Yeah. Some verses that help describe who he is on Malachi 4.2. But unto you who revere and worshipfully fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Amen. Healer is who he is. Isaiah 9.6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Amen. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. Peace is who he is. Some of his names are Elohim, our Creator, Elohim Cheim, the Living God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our Provider, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our Healer, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our Peace, and my personal Genesis 15.1 After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. He is our inheritance, our portion. He is provider. He is healer. Mm -hmm. He is peace. Yeah. And where he is, his kingdom can manifest. Amen. I want to share a little testimony with you. I just came back about 10 days ago from Texas. Wow. I went to a faith conference there. I, most of you will know that I have two worn discs in my back. I can't sit for longer than 10 or 15 minutes without being in pain. You see me limping. But I did an 18 hour journey to Texas, door to door. I sat for a 10 hour flight. I spent six days in a conference from 9.30, from 8.30 in the morning till 9.30, sitting under the word of God Amen. with zero pain. Wow. With zero painkillers. <laughs> nobody laid hands on me and nobody prayed for me. But such was the power and the presence of the Lord power of the Spirit of God in a place. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is John 1.1. In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. John 1.14 says, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is inspired by God. Amen. I love the way the Passion Translation describes it. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture. For 
it is God breathed. In other words, his breath is embedded in his word. Amen. Psalm 1382. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. So we can completely trust God and what the Bible says because God, Jesus, and the Word are one. They cannot be separated. What happened in Texas? The manifest presence of the Word, Jesus, God himself was in the room. And healings, signs, and wonders took place. Why would we wait for action to happen at, happen at the end of a service? When the man or woman of God calls out your sickness, when someone lays hands on you or prays for you. Yes, it can happen that way. But why wait? Instead, expect the Lord to come at any time. Amen. As we worship and sing of his goodness, or as we sit under the word, or as you sit at home alone, Silently wondering where God is, position yourself to receive. Turn your affection towards Him. Call on His name, Hallelujah. the name that is above every other name, Amen. and expect the very presence of God to come flooding Hallelujah. into what every area of your life needs touching. Hallelujah. Our inheritance, the Lord Himself, mm. is here. not here. Amen. And why not now? Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Trust is at the heart of intimacy and trust comes from knowing God. But can we really know God? We know Paul prayed in Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation Amen. so that you may know him better. Yeah. John 17.3. And this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand you, the only true and real God likewise to know him Jesus as the Christ the anointed one the Messiah whom you have sent 2 Peter 1 3 his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness Amen. okay so clearly we can know God but I hear you asking, does God really know me? Amen. Matthew 6 tells us not to worry. Jesus goes on to explain, if he takes care of the birds of the air and dresses the lilies of the fields, how much more will he take care of you? Mm. Amen. In Luke 12, 7 it says, indeed, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Amen. I love 
love my kids passionately, but I don't think I've ever counted the hairs on their heads. <laughs> Knowing that he cares about us intimately should draw us closer to him, to lean in and hear his whisper. This is the way. Walk in it. When we decide to put our trust in Jesus, Holy Spirit takes up residence in us. Yes. Ephesians 1.13 describes it this way. After you heard the message of truth, the good news of your salvation, and when you put your trust in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. Amen. You see, as we spend time with God, as we worship, as we meet with him in the scriptures, as we become more and more aware of his presence in and with us, we become more and more intimately acquainted with him. And his presence becomes manifest in our lives. What is intimacy? Picture someone famous, prime minister, Charles, Oprah, whoever. You buy their autobiography. You read all about them. You know everything about them from what you've read. How many of you know you couldn't call that an intimate relationship? <coughs> you might know all about them, but you've never experienced their presence, never spent time with them, getting to know them. You couldn't introduce them to another person and they have no idea of who you are. Amen. That's what it's like when we read the scriptures without a personal relationship with God. We'll learn all about him, but never know him. Amen. So how do we practically apply intimacy with God in our lives? Mm. Keep on applying it. Intimacy is knowing Intimacy isn't just picking up the Bible and reading five chapters a day religiously. Intimacy isn't just turning up at church every Sunday religiously. Intimacy isn't praying two hours at 4 a.m. before work every day religiously. In and of themselves, they will not produce intimacy outside of a loving relationship with the Father. Understanding that we love because he first loved us. Amen. Intimacy is a relationship with a loving God, Hi. a good God, who's just waiting for you to sit with him and say, Lord, I just want to be with you. just waiting for you to pick up your scriptures and say Father speak to me I want to know you more Lamentations 3.24 the Lord is my portion share inheritance therefore will I hope in him and wait for him.
The second part of the verse says, therefore will I hope in him. The Hebrew word for hope here is tikva, which means expectation or to wait. But these are not passive words, as we might think, mm. meaning I'm hoping this situation will turn around. I'm just waiting on God. We are not passively sitting and doing nothing, wishing and hoping in thin air. Mm. Let me give you an example of waiting. The tax man calls you <laughs> and says they've overcharged you. A refund will be sent to you by a check in the post. How will you wait? Will you forget about it, letting weeks go by, occasionally remembering, oh, they're sending me a check, but passively doing nothing, as opposed to, I'm waiting, I'm expectant. I'm up and down, checking the door every day, several times a day, waiting with expectation that today is the day my delivery is coming. We are waiting expectantly, sitting on the edge of our seats, just waiting for something to happen. We know God is good. And just about any second, I'm looking, waiting expectantly for God to show up in my situation. Yeah. That's a far cry from sitting with a long face and rounded shoulders, passively hoping something might or might not show up in my life. Mm. How are you waiting for the promises of God Amen. in your life? Amen. God wants an intimate relationship with you. Whoever you are, whether you know him or don't know him. If you don't know him, Invite him in and ask him to reveal himself personally to you. I guarantee he will. If you do know him, ask him to draw closer. Ask him to take you into new levels of intimacy. God is good and he wants his goodness to be made manifest in and through your lives. In Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth, the sky, the sea, the plants, the animals, the sun, the moon, and after his creation each day, God saw that it was good. At the end of Genesis 1, it says, so God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. Psalm 1361 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Hallelujah. You see, God is God. He doesn't just do good or give good gifts. He is good. Amen. It's who he is. Hallelujah. It's his nature. For God to stop being good, he would have to cease being God. Now you see why this book is called The Good News. Amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ mm. is over the top, nearly too good to be true news. Mm. 
Jesus fulfilled it all. He died in our place. He took the punishment that we deserved so that we could be restored and come into this wonderful relationship with the Father. He delivered us, delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his precious Son. And now we get to share in this glorious inheritance. Will you receive it today? Draw near to him today. And as you continue to go into your week, don't let this be a casual Sunday morning relationship. God's desire is for intimacy every moment of every day. The Bible says if you draw close to him, he will draw close to you. Amen. That's a promise. Lamentations 3.24 The Lord is my portion. Share inheritance, says my minister. Therefore, I will hope in him and wait expectantly for him. Before we close today, let's just spend some time waiting on the Lord. Position yourself to receive. However that looks for you, close your eyes, don't close your eyes, lay on the floor, walk about, position yourself. What do you need the Lord to do this morning for you? He's mending broken hearts. He's mending restoring finances. He's downloading wisdom for your businesses. He's restoring sickness. Deaf ears are opening. Discs and backs are being healed. Chemical imbalances are being restored. You don't know the Lord this morning. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. All you have to do is call on the name of the Lord to receive this relationship with a wonderful Father and an inheritance of beyond you into our week as we go, Lord, and we seal these words spoken in our hearts with the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. 
go forth and produce much fruit.